Welcome to the Reckless Attack Twilight Zone! <laughs> now you may be wondering to yourself, how did you find yourself in this spooky dimension? But fear not, for your friends here at Reckless Attack are here to guide you through the second part of Steve's fantastic adventure. In this mirror mirror universe, the rules of the game have changed, and the only thing that matters is, how many puns can you get? So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. This just in, all of the outhouses at the guardhouse have been mysteriously stolen. The guards, as of yet, have nothing to go on. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi, Steve. I would like to welcome everybody back to Reckless Attack, a fifth edition actual play podcast dungeons and dragons podcast damn dungeons it, Steve. and dragons we are playing it here <laughs> actually live on memorex for you right now we are a fifth edition dungeons and dragons actual play podcast named reckless attack hey that's it. us Woo. i think i got it that time <laughs> Woo. thank god for take 17 <laughs> so everybody this is part two of x amount uh, I believe I, I, I believe two parts. Uh, we uh, just we have just an open ended contract. Yes. It's like Steve's like, sorry guys, I just got more puns. Uh, right. We're doing it again next I, week. I, I found a new list. I guess we're gonna keep going. <laughs> this is part two of campaign is from France. This is sparkling adventure. <laughs> Our April Fool's Day adventure. It started off at a bar called Sturges, which is in Walkie Mills where our party found themselves at the 34th anniversary of the opening of the bar. In honor of the 34th anniversary, what they do is they open up the cave system that is uh, in the area where the bar is located, and they have a contest where adventurers can go in and try to find either the most interesting creature or most interesting thing and then bring it back out. So far, we have had um, a brief encounter with a white and some of its, uh, I don't know what to call them, underlings, maybe, um, hench creatures uh, <laughs> that went relatively well. I don't think anybody was was very badly hurt. I think I only had one hit on Mango, uh, I believe. A sad boy. It was a sad uh, hit, it was, though. It was yeah. a sad, yeah. I remain traumatized yes. by it. Yes, I, I apologize for that, but I, you well, I, yeah. I don't really. I mean, it's just... Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Uh, dungeon Master. And when we left off, we left off with a third ear-splitting shriek coming from further into the chamber, and I guess we'll jump back in with, what is the group going to do about that? <laughs> well, hold on, Steve. Uh-oh. We must introduce ourselves. That is correct. Wow, I am really not used to this. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Steve, and I am the Dungeon Master for the April Fool's Day adventure that we are currently running. To my left... Hi, everybody. I'm Sophie, and I play Valeska Carter, the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana Domain. And currently, through a joint contraption <laughs> strapped to her back, is... A kobold, a golden 
gleaming kobold in a trench coat wearing an eyepiece and holding an umbrella and also a bit of strange amethyst quartz is Nevi Levanster, a golden kobold who, uh, though we haven't really delved into the rich backstory that I have crafted for Nevi, uh, I will part the veil just for the sake of everyone's enjoyment. Uh, Nevi is, as mentioned last episode, the scion of the Levanster family jewelry that, uh, you know, he was a part of, though, unfortunately, due to business acumen not being a hereditary trait, turns out he was actually very, very bad at business, <laughs> uh, but still had a lust for for power, for riches, for influence, especially as it would make his family proud. So he struck off into the world to use his innate magics to accumulate wealth in another maybe more murder filled and less business front way and that is where he finds himself here with this group of adventurers he has already successfully hidden several times behind the large frog of hi everyone it's jonathan and i play checkers the grung druid and his trusty frog pals mango and junior checkers is excited to have found treasure <laughs> question question mark question mark uh we're not really sure what this thing is but it's probably worth something uh and also checkers is very excited to have a friend who is shorter than he is which is great <laughs> <laughs> that's really kind of what checkers is all about right yeah just height I'm, differences i'm glad we could bring that to you for yeah. this uh for this adventure i'm feeling good about it and finally hi i'm david and i play kaskrin brightmane the dwarven warlock who is on a personal quest to save some youths <laughs> being helped along by a weird flightless featherless bird creature Unclear. featherless only on the wings as i understand yes it. yes featherless yeah. wings but the, the rest of it uh, you did see smaller feathers kind of along it um that will be a pun that i may get later what <laughs> color was the bird any particular color uh or I have a certain pattern. It was. It wasn't really a pattern. It was kind of. Um, you could see the areas that would have typically been covered on a normal bird by feathers mm -hmm. were kind of a either very very dark red or black. Okay. So you are in this room with the with the levers, and again you hear this ear piercing scream or yell come from further down into the corridors. One quick question for you, Steve. Can I just take like a few seconds to crawl ahead into the next corridor to see if there's anything there before the rest of the party gets in? Oh, okay, sure. Uh, if you want to make a quick perception check for me. Sounds good. See if I find anything. Oof, 24. Oh, Oof. Is it, it, 24? Oh, I, <laughs> that was, that yeah. was two different yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I have, in this for last session, I have just realized that Jonathan's oof, like an oofta yeah. of a Midwesterner, is actually a good thing. Yeah, right. Like, oh, God, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, gotcha. Yeah. Ow, that, that was almost painfully good. good. Yeah. Uh, ugh, 24. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 24. Um, okay, you, uh, uh, you, you do spot a couple of things. Um, uh, first of all, you see... Never change nothing. <laughs> First of all, you see the chamber beyond. It's it's relatively circular, and the middle third of it is filled with water. On the far side of it is dry, and you see two shapes uh, on the far side of it, on the dry okay. portion of it. One of them looks like, just based on the shapes, it looks like what could be two of the people that you had chased in here that might have been injured. But you only see the two of them standing there now. So there's, there's one woman... 
young woman that's that's standing there, and also the big bird creature. However, as it turns, you realize it's not that large bird creature anymore. Hmm? You can, uh, if you want to give me a nature roll. Yeah, first, let me do one thing. Sure. Guys, I found something. One of the birds <laughs> is here. Uh, but it's different than the other one we saw. Uh, you should head up here. <laughs> help, help. Uh, nature. So to try to understand what this thing is? Yes. Um, okay. 17, nature. 17, okay. It's definitely not the same creature that you saw. This one is actually looks like a, a small wyvern. That is different. In addition to that, because you rolled so high, uh-huh. you actually see... On the back wall, where the this woman and this creature is standing, on the, the wall that's next to him, you actually see part of the creature's wing go through the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, you really got to get up here, guys. <laughs> Before you get there, though, again, because you had such a freaking high roll, mm. uh, you do hear the woman talking. Okay. And she seems to be addressing the creature that's in front of her, and she says, this does not seem to be helping much as much as I thought it would. I may as well be talking to myself. And I suppose I am. Later, Hassenpfeffer. And she waves her hand, and the creature disappears. Sorry, there's just a long pause because we're all trying to figure out what the pun is. We're yeah, all right. so yeah. invested yeah. in figuring yeah. this out. I will let you know that some of these puns are kind of a stretch, maybe a little obscure, but, but I thought they would just be I, all the better for yeah, when we figure them out. I thought they were out. funny. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. And that's the important part. Exactly. So this woman is clearly not distressed, was talking to some creature she dismissed. She she did seem a little distressed, um, and she seems somewhat lost, unsure what to do next, I would say. Did we see her enter during the initial group? Yes. Okay. She was the one who, before they actually went in, she's the one who who was muttering and gesturing, and the circle appeared on the ground, and, and this creature kind of came up out, okay. uh, out of the circle. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so she's a fellow contestant. Seems like she was split from her party. We should help. Should we, though? We should make sure they're all alive, but not help them win. Yes. Should we, though? <laughs> yes. We have to at least... Check up on them, Nevi. All right. (laughs) Knowing glances are exchanged. You can keep an eye out for any interesting things you see while we go talk to her. Okay. You enter the room and she is, uh, she's actually facing away from you to where this, the the wyvern creature was before Mm -hmm. she kind of waved her hand and it disappeared. Hey, are you okay over there? She doesn't turn around. Val, Val, she's fine. Guess we can go now. (laughs) Val... Would like to vibe check. Is that actually the woman we think it is? Okay, uh, go ahead. 18. Ooh, it looks like her. It, it definitely looks like her. The vibe you are getting is that she is either deaf or not hearing very well. Her body language is as if she did not hear anything behind her. Hmm. I'm... I was thinking mind link. Oh, I was about to say, I cast mind link to uh, this woman. So I get within 30 feet. Okay. And I cast mind link saying, hi, uh, I'm Val. I'm another contestant. We heard your party screaming in abject terror and you seem to be fine. Can you let us know what's going on? Ah! And, and she, you startle her and she she whips around and she sees you all there and she's like, ah, ah oh, oh, you scared me. We were shouting before. 
but you didn't seem to hear us. Ever since that shriek, I, I can't hear anything. How am I hearing you? Oh, um, I have a thing where I can talk to you in your brain. <laughs> that, that explains <laughs> yeah, it all, right? It's not, she, not a good explanation. Uh, she, she, uh, she, she was purposely not giving <laughs> her the full explanation. Um, she nods and uh, says, weird, but okay. I'm actually just glad to, well, and she kind of uses air quotes, hear something. Mm-hmm. Um, did the rest of my group make it out? Did they get past you? No, we were following them in. We just came from the levers, and it seemed like everybody came this way. Levers. We ran past levers. And then uh, one of my group were going to take some people back using Dimension Door. They were going back all the way to the... They were just going to leave. I was hoping maybe they, they passed you on the way. But only, only two of them were able to go that way. The other two were walking. You didn't see them? We didn't see anybody walking past us. No, I think we would have noticed if another group had walked past us. I mean, there's only there's only one way out. Are there any other exits from this large room? Uh, yes. So first of all, did any of you cross the water? How far is the water? Um, maybe about 20 feet. Nope. 30 feet. Because that's the range. It, yes, yeah. She knows I, well. I would say Checkers would have, in his investigation of the room, probably crossed over the water at some yeah, point makes sense to the ledge that she is she's on to the ledge yeah that's uh, the, the the dry area on the other side of the the water that, yeah where she's standing yeah that's fine. um okay the water smells very mineral heavy uh-huh. as if it's been dripping down through the the caves and, and collecting stuff and but it's somewhat clear and it only goes down maybe about five or seven feet deep okay. uh before kind of rising back up to the uh to the other side okay so checkers would have crossed the water in an attempt to probably get over to where the woman is, but also just in an attempt to to investigate where she's looking and see if there's treasure. <laughs> so uh, checkers, you get over there, and she looks she looks like she's kind of been studying this wall, and uh, she just says, "I don't know. I I feel like there's something here, but I uh, maybe I'm just making it up." Do I see anything on the wall? Uh, you can make a perception check. All right. What makes you feel like something's here? Well, and I, also while while we had that brief moment, Val would explain to the group, "Hey, she's temporarily deaf right now. Ah, so if you have questions for her, let me know. I've cast Mind Link." Because I just I just see Valeska standing on one side of this pool, just like with Navi riding on the back of her, mm-hmm. and she's just like staring off into the distance, like the other woman is, <laughs> and Catherine's like. What is this? <laughs> Somebody says it's entranced yeah. both yeah. of them. <laughs> is there a spell? Are they, are they under hypnosis? Sorry, go ahead. Nope, that's fine. Uh, go ahead, checkers. Natural 20. Ooh, hey. Wow. Hey. Yay. So she, you start looking around and you can kind of follow where she's looking, mm-hmm. but you are definitely confident that that is a rock wall. Like mm-hmm. th- there is nothing there. You you can even go up and touch it and there's no, it, it feels like a rock wall. It feels solid. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of like staring at it. Like there's like, even without having to make a roll, you can tell that she, she believes there is something there that she has to find. Hmm. Guys, I don't see anything, but uh, that doesn't mean there's nothing here. Yes. Yes. There's something, something. Can I actually, from where I'm at, Go over to the side of this of this large room and investigate the stone. I want to make a history check to maybe see, you know, to maybe learn more about the stone and use stone cunning. Mm, I was going to okay. say. 
Go ahead and roll. Twelve. Okay. From what you can tell, it's natural. Okay. It has not been worked in any in any way. At least the area that you're in right now seems to be a, a kind of a natural side chamber that might have at some point originally been filled with magma, but either that got ejected or drained somewhere. And you can see from the ceiling of the chamber, stalactites, and there are areas of, of stalagmites also on the ground that look like they've maybe just started coming up from uh, moisture dripping down okay. uh, and building those up. But from what you can tell, everything looks natural. Kaskrin's actually going to go through the water as well and make his way to where the woman is because he wants to do a similar investigation on the other side. Uh, all right, so, yeah, so. you can you can get through the water, no problem. Okay. And Val will cast guidance on him as he goes. Through. Okay. Okay. And now that he's more familiar, mostly with the just stone. thinking it might be for the swim check, but like he's doing something. <laughs> yeah. So as he makes his way across, you know, he wants to touch the stone in in a similar way and learn more about it on the other side. Okay. And did did his investigation also include the part of the wall that you could see the wyvern kind of poke through, or is no, that what no, he's, that's that, what he's making his that way, is what he's making right? his way to? Yes. Yeah. Again, it looks like it's it's natural. It doesn't look any different than the area on the other side of the water that you had looked at. And as far as you can tell, there's nothing there. It's it, it's solid. Mm, okay. Val is going to ask this woman, what do you remember happening before? What caused you to no longer hear things? There was an ear-piercing scream that was close to us. And then I think I turned and ran and got pretty far fr down from that corridor. And she she points to uh, the corridor where the split was, where the left side took you to this room mm -hmm. and the right side kind of led further down through a corridor. And she says, I came back through there. And then I, I don't know, I, I was running past this area and I saw the back wall and I, I there's something here. Val, do you still have... Can you still detect magic? Maybe there's something we're missing. Yeah, I can detect magic. Hey, checkers. What's that? Can you have Mango bring me to the other side? I can't swim. That's <laughs> 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 off of me. You're a gilder? You can't swim? No, I can swim. I just can't swim with a coal ball strapped to me. And I, I would also, for your comfort, thank you, would not want to get wet. That's a very lovely trench coat. No, I, I would prefer not. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. So <laughs> so what happens is you just see this, again, large stack of Mango, Valeska, Nevi just kind of gliding along the water <laughs> as Mango is swimming his party <laughs> <laughs> to the other side of the teardrop-shaped room. It's like the uh, the old riddle of when there's a sc the scorpion yeah. and the frog uh -huh. you know, crossing or something. Yeah, But Mango, Val just gives him screeches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mango is just fording the river. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Nevi's like... I get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what being a gilder is like. <laughs> uh, yes, and then Val will cast, cast Detect Magic when she arrives to the back wall. You do get a little bit of magic. There are one or two items that she is carrying that Detect is magical, but you do not get anything from the chamber. The walls, ceiling, water, nothing. Hmm. I don't see anything. I think we should move on and see if we can go find the rest of her party. And Val will relay the message to this woman as well. I actually don't think we should if they left, right? Like, well, that I was mean, their like, plan, that, is that they were leaving, right? 
Yes, but like also we need to find something interesting. So I feel like we should keep going that way. Yeah, we should we should head farther in. Yeah. And okay. if she if she seems capable of getting to the other side herself. Oh yes, yes, I can I can swim. Okay. Are you gonna head back? I I will, I will. I just there's something here. What's your name again? Oh. I'm sorry, I might not have asked that. We were just really trying to make sure you're okay. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, terribly sorry, so impolite. Uh, my name is Shirley. Okay. Any last <laughs> name, Shirley? Oh, uh, Bornson. And your Wyvern friend was? That was Hassan Pfeffer. Just an illusion, but I, I feel better giving him a name. I can, I can understand that. I keep thinking like Shirley Temple. But... Yeah, yeah, that's the same, first Yeah, right? That's gotta be like a, are we in a temple somewhere? Uh, what was her, her, her name was, was Shirley? Shirley, Shirley Bornson. Bornson. B-O-R-N-S-O-N. Was there a was there a Laverne in her party? <laughs> uh, no. Damn it. <laughs> I will give you a point of inspiration for Yay! <laughs> it was close enough. Because <laughs> they also they, they, they she, say a Haas and Pfeffer thing on Laverne she, and Shirley. She had a Wyvern. It's Wyvern and Shirley. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! That's two. I've almost got them. Almost in your mind. I've cracked, almost cracked your code, Steve. Oh. It's pretty good, actually. All right, Shirley. Head back to the bar. <laughs> you That's you it. should go, Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But there's still. You know what? Yes, if yes. we find if we figure it out, we'll let you know. I'm trying to think of the show you, now, I mean, like, I, I That is literally all I know about Laverne and Shirley, is that it exists, and that I think Haas and Pfeffer, there was something... Shlemiel, yeah, Shlemazel, right. Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. Yeah, that's, all, yeah, that's, that's it. I'm we're yeah. moving on. I don't know yeah. what Laverne and Shirley like looking at. I don't know, TV, uh, something? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So Shirley, uh, Godspeed, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you, you survive. You. Uh, we've got treasure to find. Yeah. And the way back should be clear. We, I think we've Taking care of most things. Now you're talking. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, yes, I'll, I'll head back shortly. I, I just, I. Mm, all right. Well, if we see you on your way back, we're still here. <laughs> I like that we're all just yeah. like, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna keep looking. Yeah. Bye. You, you signed the waiver to come down here if you want to stay. Yeah, if you're, you are an adult. Yep. Yeah. This is on you. Mm-hmm. So you start to head further down the corridor and. The passage kind of twists to the right before sloping gently upward. It's filled with moisture, and you can see different colors of fungus growing along the floor and the walls. You can also see spores floating in the air all along the corridor, like little motes of starlight. Val will immediately take out a handkerchief, dampen it, and put it over her face. Okay. Catherine continues as normal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, um, I pull up my trench coat over my mouth a little. I need everybody to please make a constitution saving throw. Drat. Do I get an advantage for prepping? Uh, you actually have a lower DC for prepping. Okay. All right. Is it poisonous? Frick. Is um, it poison for the dwarf? Yes. Nice. 13. 15. I checkers have a 7. Mango has like a 20 something. <laughs> Nevi Levan uh, Levanster got a 10. For everyone except, well, I guess for everyone except for Checkers and Nevi, you're kind of breathing this in and you just start coughing. These little things are kind of like hitting in the back of your throat and, and tickling and you're trying to cough. There's a little bit of sneezing. Not much else than that. But what I do need. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Nevi and Checkers, please give me a perception check. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, another natural 20 on Ooh. perception. Wow. Hey. <laughs> so perceptive. I rolled a 14 on the die, so a 13. <laughs> 13, okay. Still good enough. You both here, coming from these patches of fungus in the corridor, this kind of this, this moaning and mo- you see movement in the fungus and these two figures stand up from them. No. And there is no doubt these are some kind of zombie. This is not a horror podcast. <laughs> and it's initiative. Oh. Ah. Oh. <coughs> guys, guys. Ooh. Seven. Twelve. Kaskrin with A4. A powerful 21 for Nevi Lavester. Wow. All right. Nevi. So I have... So are we in a fairly narrow corridor at the Uh, moment? Yeah. So the corridor itself goes anywhere between 5 to 10 feet. For the most part of it, it's 5 feet wide, except for the middle of the corridor. It kind of bows out a little bit on either side to create like a very, very small chamber, uh, and that's about 10 feet across. But the the area you are in is probably about 40 or so feet long. Ah. Uh, And then the middle 20 feet or so is 10 feet wide, and everything else is 5 feet wide. Gotcha. So it's like a weird bubble in the middle of this very long corridor. Got it. It's like a tootsie roll. Yes. (laughs) And we are in the the chewy center center of of the the tootsie tootsie roll. roll. Okay. Uh, And so how far away are we from these uh, zombies? Right now, 15 feet. Okay, I'm going to do a thing. So what's going to happen is Nevi is going to... I'm imagining all of his little belt loops are all buttons, just because that's a fun image. (laughs) And he dramatically unbuttons the one, you know, the one that he is hooked to Val on. And then he takes a flying leap... Ten, Whoa, like ten feet away, using his little umbrella to coast down uh, very ineffectually, <laughs> and you all see Nevi. He looks back at you guys for a moment, and then turns towards these two creatures, and then falls down prone and starts wailing. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't hurt us. You don't understand. I can I can pay you. Will will you will you accept payment of some sort, my good men and or women and or zombie folks? Uh and he is going to use his action to grovel. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> and that's what I do. All right. And what is the the mechanical oh, I'll, oh, I'll effect? Let, I'll let you know. Okay. But so I'm about 5 feet away from the from okay. these things. Or we'll say 10 feet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> correct. I'm not. I'm not really sure how Checkers <laughs> is reacting to this. He's either like a Navi, are, are you are you okay there, buddy? Or he's just like straight up face palming. Like Navi, <laughs> I I don't know what's wrong with you, but I'm gonna do something about this. Uh, how tall is this corridor? Uh, so it seems to go up, um, maybe ten or twelve feet. Okay, sounds good. What I think Checkers might do is he might actually sort of hop between the walls and try and get his way up closer towards the ceiling of this corridor. He is going to, from the sort of top of where this corridor is at, he's going to throw down a thorn whip to try and lash one of these zombies Mm. and try try and catch them so he can hook them up. And you know what's very interesting about this thorn whip is that these creatures, even though, you know, you're not being stealthy, 
nothing. Uh-huh. They are still slack-jawed paying attention to the kobold having a temper tantrum, like full <laughs> meltdown in front of them, and pay no attention to you because of the huge amount of scene <laughs> that Nevi is making, and you have advantage on this attack. Oh, wow. And in <laughs> fact... All of my allies have advantage oh, wow. on this attack Hell yes. <laughs> against uh, against this creature as long as I have groveled in front of them <laughs> until the start of my next turn. So make it count. Lovely. Uh, one question, too, is Checkers has breathed in these sort of motes of dust. Yes. And he's not feeling so hot as when he's doing this. There, is there anything that he needs to be worried about? Uh, no, for, okay. for the, the no mechanical okay. thing right now. So he's no. just like kind of going up there and coughing. It's like, <coughs> Nevi, what are you doing? Um, he's going to throw down the thorn whip uh, with advantage. Uh, ooh, that's much better. Uh, 24 to hit with the thorn whip. Ooh, uh, yes. Two points of piercing damage. Okay. However, because he is up on the corridor, he's going to yank one of the zombies up vertically and try and get it to fall. Oh, okay. You said I was I, like... I guess that would be a, an acrobatics check again on the zombie if to, you want. to prevent from falling yes okay or perhaps from from falling prone he's gonna fall from, either from, way yeah, yeah he will fall either way right, but yeah. from falling sorry from falling prone i right. should have clarified yep natural 20 ah <laughs> oh, jeez <laughs> the zombie does like a backflip on the way down yeah does a superhero super, yeah yeah, yeah. Three actually actually that, that zombie superhero three-point landing <laughs> <laughs> um but how much uh, you said two points two damage? points of your okay. damage but okay. even after that cool ass landing once again Stares at the kobold. Right. Yeah. Uh, Checkers is going to, as a bonus action, command Mango to just slam into, into the zo- same zombie. Uh, okay. That's going to be 23 to hit. Um, uh, it has advantage as ah. well. Oh. Well, Mango made a save, so does he see the zombie? We'll get there. Okay. Oh, wow. You order Mango to slam into him, and Mango just kind of looks at you. Yeah. And just kind of looks confused at you. Okay, okay. Mango, what are you doing? It's right there. Hit it. Maybe he's confused yeah. by the like, groveling going yeah, on that's in fair. front of him. Mango also could... looks at Nevi, just like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> huh? But that is the end of my turn, as, as Checkers kind of looks at Mango quizzically. Okay. What, What is happening, guys? What's going on? Val, like, yells out to the group. Nevi looks over his shoulder and, like, very indeftly, like, waves his head, like, kind of being like, get... Oh, please, sirs and madams, take pity upon me. And is like trying to be like, attack, like get them. What are you doing? And is again, just absolutely. You are wasting my amazing theatrical performance. Right. I don't know that he's performing. (laughs) And Catherine takes like one step forward, but is also like, what is, are you guys like, what? Uh, Is it like the fear deer? Oh, no. (laughs) Val will go right behind Nevi and having no idea what's happening, take out her hand axe and throw it where Nevi gestured to. At, at okay. Nevi, killing, <laughs> killing the, the, the kobold. Um, okay, uh, go ahead and I'm going to say make an attack roll at disadvantage. 17 to 19 on the die. Oh, well. 19 to hit. Wow. You throw the axe dead on where Nevi 
thinks this thing is. And- like, Nevi is like pointing, like, <laughs> you, sh- I can give you, sir. And like, it's like, <laughs> just get freaking what are you doing? Pointing at this thing. So um, you see Val throw this hand axe and uh, it embeds itself in the chest of this creature who doesn't seem to notice right away, but it is definitely buried into the chest of this creature. You throw the hand axe and it, it kind of like clatters a little bit on a, on a wall and then poof, lands in a, a little thing of fungus and some spores kind of go poof and kind of circle up. Good job, Val. Uh, can I use my bonus action to pull out a handkerchief and start making another mask? <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I do with the rest of my turn. All right. With the rest of her turn. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyir. Can the gang find Tyir, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hello, this is your pilot speaking. I would like to welcome you to Reckless Airlines. Our total flight time for this episode is approximately one hour, and we will be cruising at an altitude of 2,000 frog stacks. In a little bit, the fight attendants will be by with complimentary clips and excerpts from previous Reckless Attack episodes. We know you have a lot of choices when it comes to 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcasts, and we would like to thank you for choosing ours. If you enjoyed your experience during today's episode, please be sure to fill out the in-flight survey and leave us a rating or review, or tell a friend. Book your next flight with us at www.recklessattack.com, and thank you for listening. So, Cass has a stroke of inspiration, because this may be one of those cases where the player is smarter than the character is. I am going we need, to... We need all of that we can get right <laughs> yeah. now. You're, you're good. <laughs> I'm going to cast the spell Fog Cloud in the area where Nevi is. And what I'm envisioning will happen is that by generating actual fog, the water droplets from the cloud will cling to the spores and bring them down to the ground so we can't breathe them in anymore. It will make the spores too heavy to stay in the air. That's a great idea. And I'm, I'm going to give you regular inspiration. Just <laughs> nice. for, that's a fantastic <laughs> idea. I have actually, as a side note, as part of the geology program at uh, college, we had to do some field work and I have seen that happen. 
like where, where a cold front came in and all of a sudden all of the pollen was just raining out of the sky. Cool. Right. Huh. Um, so you cast fog cloud. I'm going to cast fog cloud. I okay. That. That's um, cool. What I will do then is, so you, you cast it and it fills up this chamber with fog. Both you checkers and Nevi can redo your constitution saving throws. Nice. Uh, at advantage. Ooh. 14. Like 23. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oof, 23. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys. Uh. Both are success. So you're obscured and you kind of, uh, you feel the moisture kind of clinging to you. And suddenly you're able to breathe a little bit easier. You're looking around and you can, maybe because of the fog cloud, mm-hmm. but you can no longer see the zombies. Okay. Um, but it could be because of the fog cloud. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, Kaskin, I can't see. <laughs> Time to run, time to run. <laughs> get out of there, guys. I The zombies are coming for you. G- get back. And Kaskrin is like, I don't know, he's like playing into it a little bit. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't see the zombies either, so. Well, now he can't see anything. <laughs> Nevi knows instinctually that even his most powerful of displays of of impotence and groveling and just like smallness only lasts for, oh, we'll say about six seconds before <laughs> before those who want to do him harm continue to do that harm. And so as soon as he hears, uh, he sees the fog roll in, can't see the creatures anymore, and hears Kaskrin say, like, get out of there. He doesn't even need a, like, <laughs> deception or persuasion check. He, like, immediately just, like, stands up and, like, bolts down <laughs> further down the uh the uh, f- hallway forward the way you were going or forward back, back. Yeah. okay once to just like he his his baseline self-preservation and cowardice are only outweighed by his desire for treasure and victory <laughs> so he will continue going straight and you guys just see a cloud outline of a tiny kobold <laughs> just as he just sprints through the fog val follows that Waft, wake, <laughs> yeah. wake in the fog. <laughs> and as uh, you know, Kaskrin hears the the pitter patter of cobalt feet <laughs> go down the corridor. He will drop concentration on the fog cloud. All right, so the the cloud dissipates, and you can see down the down the corridor now, and you can see it a lot clearer than you could before with all the spores and everything in the air. And you see it, it it goes down for a ways, and then it kind of almost makes a very sharp turn to the right, almost ninety degrees. Okay. What did you do? They're gone. Hmm. There must have been something with the spores. Absolutely. As Val taps her mask and <laughs> is like, I'm fine. Yeah. Let's get out of here, yeah. Jackers. Val is still pondering why Shirley's just hanging out in that chamber. And she would like to just like think about all the research she did on halitosis and okay. see if there was anything about a teardrop shaped chamber or if that chamber would have had anything to do with it. And I, Sophie want like a dragon mouse to be like salivating in the pool of water. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that Val would just like to see if she okay. could remember anything about. Um, all right. Yeah. You can uh, go ahead and make a history roll with guidance as I guess on myself sure. as we're walking. <laughs> as I am sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> a seven yeah i rolled a two on the d20 and a one on the guidance um nothing nothing comes to your mind about any particular teardrop shaped chamber or anything pertaining to the dragon halitosis but can you make me a nature check 
Yes. Can you make me a wisdom save? (laughs) 13. You do know that based on what you have just witnessed, some of those spores could cause some type of hallucinations. It could also cause paranoia. It could also cause uh, symptoms maybe that Shirley was displaying. Oh, okay. Noted. Shirley's fine. (laughs) It'll work. Fine-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone will have to come down and get her, but for now. All right, so Nevi, you are the first to kind of come around the corner. Indeed. Corner there. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start describing, and you let me know if you stop at any any point. Probably, Uh, knowing Nevi, pretty soon. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So this corridor kind of curves around and continues straight again then for another 50 or 60 feet. It doesn't seem to bulge out anymore, and the there doesn't seem to be any fungus or anything growing on the walls in this particular area, but it does begin to slope up and curve to the right again. As you're making your way up there, you can see that it opens up into a much larger chamber, probably one of the biggest chambers you have seen so far. As you get closer, you can see that there are two bodies lying on the ground, maybe about 30 feet in. If you can make a perception check for me. I can say, that is about when he skitters to a halt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is as soon as he notices that there are d- just dead bodies. Um, or bodies. We don't yeah. know. They're dead. They're bodies. Perception you said? Yes. I have dark vision. Ooh. Uh, I rolled a six. So a five. <laughs> uh, they look familiar. You think it could be, it could be two of the people that went in with the, the group of five younger people that went into the chamber, the the first group in. Nevi, hearing that you guys are coming down, Mm -hmm. you know, calls out to the bodies. Excuse me, uh, youths. Um, (laughs) Hello, uh, Nevi Levanster here. Temporary or honorary, or it's not quite sure, a member of the Golden Gildan Tree Gilders, might I inquire as to your current uh, estate? And the rest of us arrive at the scene (laughs) of the crime. Yes, Nevi, uh, you killed them. (laughs) I I found them like this. Um, I am. uh, I'm a little squeamish. Uh, I'd like to not go any further. If someone could check that whole seen bodies lying on the ground, will look. Uh, basically check the surroundings to make sure she's not about to run into like a trap or an area of effect, but we'll then keep going to the bodies if yeah. it's all clear. And Kaskin will join her as well. Uh, okay, go ahead and make a perception check. 14. Looks pretty clear. Uh, you don't, we don't really see anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing looks like it would be trapped. Nothing looks like it's going to drop from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Val, as she like sees like it's pretty okay, will yell to checkers like, keep an eye out. You got it. And then um, she will go check the bodies, check for a pulse, like start seeing what's happened to them. Yeah. Okay. I imagine too, like Casper and Velasca divide up the work. Maybe like one, she goes to one, Casper goes to the other. Go ahead and make a medicine check. And uh, Cass, if you're going to the other one, a uh, medicine check from you as well. Guidance. Three. 20. Val, the one you're looking at, definitely dead. Oh. Ah. However, you do not see any signs of a fight on the body. It looks like just basically died here where, where they were standing. Cass, they are definitely dead. Can't really find. There's no, there's no sign. You have no indication of, of how. Uh, you just know that they, they died. Heck. 
can Val uh, rack her brain to see if anything like with the shrieks they've heard previously would indicate maybe a type of creature that would be possible of killing somebody without touching them or like leaving a mark? Uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead and make a religion check. I feel bad saying guidance all the time, but I have it. So guidance. Yeah, that's the whole, that's <laughs> okay. the whole thing. 15. The screeching, there's something familiar. There are creatures that are undead whose scream can kill. Most notably is a banshee. Ah. Uh, and Kaskrin checks the surrounding area as Velasca is kind of delving into her mind palace to figure out what this thing is. And like just a general note. Val's talking out loud. She's just mumbling to herself. Yeah. So if you're next to her, you're hearing all of this information. <laughs> However, it might not be in a language that you understand. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oof. I'm getting bits and pieces of it. Um, it's sorry. all in the original language of the text she read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, Catherine's just looking around as she's checking, you know, further checking these bodies. Like, what is around this? What's around us? Um, you do see, uh, again, it looks like a, a relatively natural chamber. From where you came in, the chamber itself is more or less crescent-shaped. And you came in at the middle of the arched portion at the bottom. Okay. There is an exit that goes out the basically the point to the left. And there is a, a corridor that slopes upward, more or less across from you. Those are the only two other exits aside from the one that you came in that lead out of this chamber. Are there any signs of other traffic, either in one way or the other? Or are these the last two members of the other group that we found? If what Shirley told you is correct, mm -hmm. and two of them use Dimension Door to get back, mm -hmm. she's the third, mm -hmm. and then these would be number four and number five. Okay. Dang. And these are the youths that we've been searching yes. for. Ooh, lame. Yeah. Um, but also, if there was another creature here, were there any signs of another creature having come in here or left? Go ahead and um, give me a survival check. Absolutely. It's a floaty ghost banshee. Maybe not. Nine. Uh, if it's a floaty ghost banshee, then mm, you don't see okay. anything. Hmm. Nevi is seeing a branching, you know, trying to stay focused on, again, his goals, which is ultimate victory and wealth. Nevi would, if you would permit it, would like to make some sort of check with his jeweler's tools proficiency that he has <laughs> to see what might be the most, if there is one, most profitable routes forward, <laughs> knowing, <laughs> knowing not just geology as he does, but knowing a little bit about where such precious gemstones okay. might be found. So okay. worst case scenario, we can at least, you know, hit a rock side, get a, get a quick you know, quick jewel out of it and then come <laughs> back with like yeah. a dumb goblin or something. It, it's funny you mentioned that, but uh, yeah, go ahead and, and, and make a roll. I don't know what bonus. Uh, I get some degree of proficiency. Okay. I'll just roll a dice and I'll tell you a number. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <sighs> I rolled an eight. Uh, an eight. Okay. With your proficiency bonus. Ten-ish. Eleven. Ten or eleven. Okay. <laughs> what and is then, it? Um, uh, for level three, it'll be two. Yeah. Okay. And then... I guess intelligence? No, don't no no not intelligence. Don't don't choose intelligence for that one. Yeah. You should wisdom. 
Maybe. No, 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 no. The other one, the other one. The other one. Worse, worse, De- worse. Intelligence okay. is better. Dexterity. Charisma. Yeah. Charisma, yeah. Strength. Uh, he's going to charm rules. that yeah. we're, we're looking at about an 11 or so. Okay. How far um, can you grasp these tools? tools. Nope, yeah. also not that. Uh, <laughs> just, just based on what you know, um, most likely it doesn't occur in any of these corridors. You'd probably be looking in larger chambers for, for something like that. And from what you can tell, the areas that you've been in haven't really right. had the correct environment to produce those. Probably not the areas that contain a lot of the water. And you can hear from where you are, you can hear more water off to the corridor that is leading out to the left, but you don't really hear anything coming from the one that is across from okay, you. Okay, good to know. So across may be more profitable. Then the other question that I had is Nevi being a kobold, which, you know, connection to dragons and kobolds vary from lore to lore. But would I have any sense of, A, what kind of dragon halitosis was, knowing probably it's some sort of poisony, probably black dragony thing, but of have a better idea of which mm. environment said dragon might be more accustomed to? Would it care about having fresh running water? Or would it be like, eh, I don't want to be by that. I'll walk over and get my water. Thank you very much. I need the steps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sure. Let's go ahead and I don't know what kind of attribute to assign to that. So uh, go ahead and roll and add your proficiency bonus and actually roll with advantage. 14. From what you can tell, the corridor that leads, that's directly in, in front of you that leads out of this chamber is probably more towards the middle of the general area. Mm. And mm-hmm. based on what you know about dragons, they would probably be somewhere deep into the, into the dungeon so that they couldn't, so that people, things that just wouldn't stumble upon them yeah. if they were here. So your best guess is the the corridor leading out directly in front of you. Okay. And so 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 where can you just describe to me again the overlap of is the one out in front of me that I think oh maybe that could be a dragon layer that direction is that the one that also has the water running or the one that no, does not. Okay. It's the one that does not. Oh boy. Everything is really lining up <laughs> for Nevi's particular interests. And uh Cass based on your your stone delving and yes. uh, such other things the corridor that leads to the left looks like it might join up with a chamber that would then take you back to the uh, back to the bar. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So it kind of curves all the way back. Right? Yeah, he's got this like mental map of the ma- of the, yeah, uh, the cool. area. I've been trying to keep track, and it's so hard. <laughs> um, is, that's why we always used to have to map this stuff out. Yeah. Then... So Nevi would say would turn around very dramatically. As if he is now into PowerPoint businessman mode uh, and doing a lot of very specific business-like hand gestures that I at the ta- I am doing for those at the table, but not for those at the listening audience at home. Uh, and says, now we've all been adventuring for some time together now. And, well, I, uh, I believe now is, is time for me to express what I think is the best path forward for both the sake of lining our pockets and for completing this quest, I believe the only path forward is the path forward. And he dramatically like gestures towards the direction where there's no running water 
and where he thinks maybe a dragon lair might be. There's like a dramatic reveal as he turns, so we yeah. can all just see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hands over. Like we can see over you, so we can, we've been looking Ooh. at it the whole and, time. And, and, I, and, I, and I, yeah, and I, I gesture with the uh, the umbrella with light on it to, yeah. to like light up the corridor <laughs> specifically. I love it. I yes, I I so very here for this presentation. Mm-hmm. And Val, seeing both of these people are dead, is just kind of like. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing we can do for them right now, and we have to assume the others dimension yeah. door to safety. Mm-hmm. Checkers, give me a perception check. Absolutely. That is a 15. Ooh. You see uh, on the ground next to one of the bodies, partially covered up by them, uh, there's a little tiny sparkle of something. Hey, Val, speaking of bodies, what's that over to your left? And I'll, I'll point at, like, uh, maybe by her foot or something. There's a little sparkle that I saw. I will look down. It looks like a, a, a small locket of some kind, like a, a necklace. Val will take the handkerchief she had previously used as a mask and pick it up. Okay. This is Steve, Nathan. I'm yep, just like... Nope, mm. that's correct. <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking of like 10-foot pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's I'm not touching first. any treasure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm too you, attached to yeah, Val. Uh, I know it's a mirror universe, you, but... You, you pick it up. Uh, you happen to pick it up backside to you. Mm-hmm. So you see there's a small inscription written on it, and it says, To my darling Jen. Hmm. Back to Jen. Huh. The mystery deepens. Yeah. Val will flip it over. Is there anything on the front? It is uh, just a general uh, heart shape, but there, uh, there's nothing, nothing engraved or written on the front. It just looks like it's, it, it looks like it's made out of gold, and it's, mm-hmm. but it's a solid piece. And was this a female-seeming body that... We found this on. Like, uh, could this be Jen? N- no, the okay. the the body that you found it next to was was male. Val will very carefully open the locket, like very far away from her, <laughs> as far as her okay. arms can reach. We'll just open. Um, inside is what looks like a very not well preserved, very tiny painting. It looks like to be a um, a man and a woman. Okay. Just uh, kind of next to each other, looking at each other. I tell everybody, I think I found Jen's locket. Does it look anything like that strange creature that we fought earlier, but like more alive? Does the man in the the photo look like the white we've... Uh, It's it's hard to tell. Um, Go ahead and, I guess, uh, investigation roll. With guidance. Ooh, hoo, hoo, 19 on the data. D4 Ooh. is a four. Wow. Nice. 26. Ooh. Um, without a doubt, it is definitely that guy. Oh, wow. You're right. There's, there's you could see just based on the, the shape of his face, mm-hmm. even though the desiccated corpse of him was, was devoid of, of any moisture, <laughs> still the, the shape and the nose, you can kind of make that out. And it is, if it is not him, it is a twin of him. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's definitely the creature we fought before. I am of two minds. First, the path forward. Mm-hmm. But also, there's a lot of water. And this dried out gentleman, what if he needs water? I think he's past that point. We did burn him. Yes. That is true. We I think we keep this locket and we bring it back to the bar. 
and we let Jen know what happened. Hmm. I think you're right, Velasco. We should take this back to the bar and let Jen know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't we, as Nevi <laughs> so eloquently described, there's only one path to go. The path. The path. Well, yeah, I'm saying like yeah, this yeah, is what yeah. we 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 bring this with us yeah, and right, go yeah, to yeah. the path forward. And like when we eventually get back to the bar, we'll oh, let yeah. Jen We're know. all on the same page. Yeah. We're picking up what you're putting down. I can not, not listen to that presentation. You see, you see Nevi write down the path forward TM question mark in a notebook <laughs> uh, and then stash it away into the pocket of one of his, uh, one of the pockets of his trench coat mm-hmm. uh, and then gestures that we all move, move into the innermost or the, the path forward. And we all, we all go to the path forward. The path forward. Excellent. Um, any uh, particular marching order? The back. The front. You... I'll be behind Casgrin. Okay. On top of Valeska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Val will like kneel down so real quick. Your and... your your march your your formation is L, but yeah. lying on its side <laughs> Yeah, with exactly. Going, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> the Y axis is used. <laughs> so you you cross this chamber and go to the, the passageway that is directly across from you. That passage slopes gently upward. Uh, the chamber itself uh, has a few overlooks to see down into the larger chamber that you just came from. Inside the chamber is a small pile of artwork and several smaller gems and jewelry. Ooh. Floating above the small treasure pile is a female elven figure. Hmm. Her face is wreathed in a wild tangle of blonde hair, and her body is clad in wispy rags that flutter and stream around her. She does not seem to be looking at you. Is this a banshee? <laughs> From what you understand Banshees to be, yes. Okay. Uh, this is the Banshee. This is not a dragon. I apologize. I was I was trying to... Maybe we all thought the same thing. You're good. Do, do, um, do I poke it? No. no. Cass, you, you can also tell that she is crying. Ah. And she kind of has she kind of has her her hands or her head in her hands, and she is floating with her back towards you. But she her her body language indicates that she is quietly yeah. crying. Kaskrin looks to Velasca and and we don't mind even link. we don't even need a mind link. We have the you have a heart ha- link. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and Kaskrin gestures for the locket. And Val is already pulling it out of her pocket and handing it to Cass. Kaskrin will slowly make his way up to the pile of art and jewels, and more importantly, this weeping woman, and try to get her attention. Uh, okay. He is going to like gingerly and quietly say excuse me miss Jen you hear your mind excuse (laughs) me Jen is that you when you say that the crying stops and her head comes up a little bit and she slowly floats around and to turn to you um you can tell like <laughs> I'm so the, the, the way her hair is moving and the, her clothes it's almost like she's underwater um, just kind of with this floating effect, kind of like stream or hair streaming behind her. The creepy baby yeah. of uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, the <laughs> ghost of Christmas yeah. past, mm-hmm. right? That's the creepy baby doll. Um, but when she turns, she looks like a almost see-through elven woman. She says, "Did somebody? Did somebody call?" And she looks directly at you, and then down at the locket, and she says, "My, my locket." My husband gave that to me. Have you seen him? 
He, he came down with me here last year. What, what happened to him? We did find him. Unfortunately. That in Val, Val just says mind link to, to cast. Just say he died. Don't say anything about how we, <laughs> don't say anything about yeah. how we re- yeah. re-killed him. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> he did not make it by our hand. <laughs> <laughs> we made sure of it. <laughs> He he halfway we didn't make him. it. He halfway didn't make it, and then we made sure he didn't make it. He mentioned you we while we were torturing him as a trophy yeah. of victory. <laughs> Do not make it spit take it to his mic. And then Kaskrin turns around and sees that the rest of the party are gone. He is alone in this cavern, and I present his his final gift to you, Jen. Um. So you're holding the, the, the locket out and she kind of floats forward and gently takes it from your hands. And she says, my, uh, my name is Jen, Jenny Nings. I was a contestant here last year and I, I think I died here. I was with my husband and I'm not sure what happened to him. Can you find my husband? Can you bring him back? Bring him to me. His, just call for him. His name was Mo. Like, just say his name, she's asking? Uh, no, uh, implying that if you want, wander around going calling for him, yeah. that he will answer, come to you, and then you can lead him to her, is, is, okay. is the implication there. What was her last name? Nings. Mm. Val walks forward at this point and starts talking to Jen, saying, Jen, I, I am sorry, but your husband died. I, t- I told her that. <laughs> just saying like if we that calling his name will not work do you know where the body is can you bring me th- bring me his body yes and she she kind of uh with the locket she floats back to the the top of this kind of like pile of artwork and and gems and stuff and just is 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 kind of floating there again with her occasionally with her eyes with her eyes closed but occasionally with her her hands around her head and still some quiet sobbing. I assume we backtrack. Yeah, we go <laughs> yeah. get the body. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, but Nevi will, after a little bit, feeling very sheepish, will start quietly at first and then eventually getting louder, will say the husband's name of, we're looking for a Mo, um, a Mo Nings. Mo Ning, are you here? Uh, anyone, uh, oh, this feels dumb. Moaning, moanings, and and just like keeps yelling just on the off chance that something happens. Okay. Question is then, which way do you go? So Cass, you know that the, uh, the other corridor will lead you back in the same direction, probably shorter than, than the, uh, going backtracking all the way and knowing that you would then have to go through the area of the fungus again as well. Let's yeah. avoid the fungus. Yeah. And Kashkin would tell everyone, like, we have a shortcut. We'll go through that. And Mel loads up two dead bodies on yeah. your shoulders. Yeah. On Cass's shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> Mango, Mango can okay. carry one of them, too. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll put one on, on Mango and one on Kashkin as we walk through the sh- shortcut, basically. Okay. That corridor, as you kind of go through it, you start, start moving and you start to see plant life growing. If they but- look anything like spores, Val's making everybody mask up. They, uh, you do not see anything floating, any spores of any kind. You don't see any uh, fungus, really. But what you do start to see is that there are several trees, 
sprouting from the cave floor itself. Each tree, while looking natural, has some very unnatural things hanging from them like fruit. One of the trees actually has a bunch of what looks like garments. There's like a a, a tunic, a small pair of pants or shorts or something like that. There's another tree that has a bunch of different shapes hanging from it. There's like squares and circles and octagons and triangles. There's a third type of tree that seems to have its, its every branch in it forks off to a different direction. And there's another tree that has what looks like potion vials, maybe beakers of some kind. And they're all l- like fruit. So they're, they all, all the trees themselves, except for their quote unquote fruit, look normal. I know one of them is geometry. Uh, That'd be a point of inspiration. Uh, I uh, Navi, as we walk past, would be like, ah, the pointing to the one with the clothes. I believe that is a, a loom tree, and the, these are its its fruit, the fruit of the loom. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one I was going for, but that's a two-pointer. Right hey! <laughs> I'll, I'll give you two points for that one. So one for you and one to share. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, I already had one, so I'll, uh, oh. everyone will have one yeah, now. Yeah, okay. Kaskrin looks at the one that has beakers dangling from it, and it's like, is this is this a Scientolatry? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Also not what I was doing for, but, but all right. Perhaps I'll, a yeah. laboratory? No, it's, oh, it's, it's chemistry. It, it is a chemistry. Oh, so, yeah. 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 And then there's there's one as you're kind of moving through it. There's one that you touch that the there's shapes that start appearing in the bark, and you can actually see your um, your parents uh, <laughs> as faces. And then it, and then it goes up above that, and you can see their parents. <laughs> and then it goes up above that, and you can see their parents. Uh, Nevi just uh, starts crying as he walks by, <laughs> and that is the only interaction that he does. Checker just has like Checker just like shakes his fist at all of them. Yeah. <laughs> But that uh, that corridor, once you pass through it, does circle back around, and you do see a, a larger chamber where there's, a, again, a small pool of water. And to the left, you can see the corridor that leads back towards the bar. In here, you can see that there are signs of a recent fight. You do see two dead lizard folk on the ground and what looks like drag marks that are leading back towards the bar. Is Mo still here? Or I don't think we're too Mo you, yet. You, you oh. are not, you're not oh, too okay. Mo. Okay. You, there, is, there is, you have to continue going uh, a, a little bit down the passage towards the bar to get to where Mo was. This might have been where the other two made it Amanda to. Lauren went. <laughs> but yes, um, if you head back towards the bar area, you do see what you presume to be Mo uh-huh, uh, okay. still lying there. We'll drop the two other bodies off for now, and mm-hmm. I'll put Mo on Mango, mm-hmm. a, yeah. a Mangmo, <laughs> and then we'll head back. Uh, Val wants to take a look at that one tree we haven't figured out the pun yet for. What was the other one? The the branches go in all different directions, right? All of the three sided leaves of this tree seem to be growing tangentially from each other, each of the branches, and from other leaves, like a fractal tree, kind of. Mm. We'll come back to we'll it. Keep yeah. <laughs> we'll keep pondering. We keep it's, we all we all walk yeah. silently yeah. trying to figure out what the last is tree it, is. Is it a trigonometry? <laughs> it, it, it is. Hey! Uh, okay, so you um, fairly quickly you're able to make your ba- way back to Jenny's um, abode. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
and when you you kind of lay i'm assuming you lay mo's body down yeah so she she kind of floats over and you can see these kind of it almost looks like gossamer mm. tears coming from her from her eyes wow. and she floats down to the ground next to him and she says he was a good boy never meant any harm but he was in trouble with the law since the day he was born and she slowly caresses his cheek and hair, and as she does, she slowly fades away. God, what is it? I know it. I know, <laughs> I know it. Too. What I'm going to be so is mad. It? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, nope. We, uh, <laughs> frick. Kaskrin will, you know, will pay respects to the dead, but also start grabbing treasure. Okay. Yeah. Checkers get... has already started grabbing yeah. treasure. Oh, I'm sure. Cass and Val took like a moment of silence, like closed their oh, eyes yeah. and like, and then all of a sudden we hear Checkers and Nebby just like tearing yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nebby's just like ducktails died yeah, out of the yep. horde. Mm-hmm. So the uh, pile of treasure is not very large. It's a little weird because there's some artwork in there there's there's coins there's some gems but it it doesn't look like things that somebody going adventuring into a cavern would have brought with them so as you dig down a little bit deeper you do start to find scales and then underneath that that leads you to a a small body not a tiny body but a a, a small body of what looks like a black wing oh and is it asleep? <laughs> is it dead? Is it asleep? Uh, you is can make a breathing? medicine check uh, if anybody's... Medicine. Uh, uh, I'm assuming, and this is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Checkers was probably yeah. one of the first people to go through oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and find and start sorting. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a quick look and see well. if, okay. if I recognize uh, maybe what state this creature is in. 22. Ooh, Much better than mine. It is cold. It has definitely been okay. dead for a while. Wow. Guys, I found something. It's not moving. That's good. But uh, you should come take a look at this. Val goes over uh, and takes a look. And- yeah. So um, you start clearing off some of the, the gold and the, the gems and everything. There is the body of a what looks like a small black dragon. Mm. What? And it looks like it has been dead for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, probably at least a year. Nevi bows his head very respectfully and just kind of like holds his umbrella very, you know, mournfully in his hands for a moment. And then slowly looks around at everyone and says, it's a real shame we all had to kill this dragon just now. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a really hard fight, but I, it just had to be done, you know? And it's a shame that we will have to drag this large body up into the bar that we just killed today my incredible powerful ancestor whom i share a beloved bloodline we should cut its head off <laughs> so we could show them. you know i think between mango and cast we could probably get the whole thing up to the bar that might take a while but we could do it i will take it upon myself to carry the treasure. Yeah, you can do that. And then I'll grab whatever 
the left and we'll head immediately back to the bar. stuffing pockets yeah. uh, <laughs> as we are and like is doing the thing where Val we're walking is, and stuffing Val is trying and very tactfully to not say you're a tiny coal ball and you can't carry everything so she's just gonna <laughs> go behind you and pick up what well you nevi only carries like four jewels in his tiny yes, arms yeah. and that's exactly. like it yeah so Kashkin will will like get underneath you know he'll position himself in a way to start carrying this or dragging this small black dragon through the tunnels and we'll mango will just like get underneath underneath this creature and kind of just like shuffle yeah. uh, <laughs> Val will cast enhance abilities on mango oh, for yeah. bigger strength more strength well fine you're <laughs> unencumbered when you have too much carrying capacity you're fine yeah that's right? true I don't also slow down I want to see a swole mango right yeah <laughs> mango was just like he was like squished underneath the uh, the dragon until Val cast that and now he's just like you just see like his muscles kind of pop out <laughs> of his body a little bit I imagine just like just like two tiny biceps yeah, and right. that's it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so with, with all of that, you're able to get quite a bit of it. Um, cool. And, uh, <laughs> That's an unfortunate image. Is it's like falling apart as we're dragging? No, no, no. no uh, sorry, I meant I meant the uh, quite a bit of the dragon plus the treasure. Got um, it. So it, uh, qu- just, quite a bit of the whole. Got it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Missed Good. the leg. Much better. Decided um, to go back for and it. And you, you take that back, and in, in front of you are the is the doorway uh, that leads to the bar. And you can kind of look at each other. Are you going through now with what you have? Yes, indeed. I don't think we can get anything yeah. better, team. I no. think this is what we got. All right. So uh, you kind of walk through the uh, walk through the doorway as the last rays of the sun are coming into the um, into the bar, and as you walk through, Selv wakes up. That was the weirdest dream I think I've ever had. And that's where we're going to end it, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Victorious, rich beyond our wildest imaginations. Up to level six. Wow. Wow. Killing a whole dragon. All that XP. (laughs) Just for Nevi, though. That's that's too bad. (laughs) So hopefully hopefully everybody had a good time. Um, Yeah. There were... We're going to have a, a reveal episode of kind of what... I need it. I am mad at myself because I know... I know it's there, and I know once you say it, I'm going to be like, "Damn Super it!" Pissed. Yes. Super pissed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can look forward to doing that. I'm I'm looking forward to sharing everything that I had in here, including that you know, there's a couple that you guys came up with that <laughs> didn't didn't occur to me because I had some different ideas. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, and we Steve. Will... Yeah. Thanks, thanks, listening. Thanks. Bye. Happy April Fool's Day episode. Yeah, Woo! happy April Fool's. Whee!